0: and you are almost home. When suddenly the car engine starts to sputter, and the lights begin to flicker. Crawling several more yards, the life slowly drains from the car, and the lights go out. You turn the key several times, but it does not even click. Reaching into the console to dig for your cell phone, you remember warily that you left it on your desk at work in your haste to get home. You are only a few blocks from your house, so the only logical choice is to walk. As you climb from the car and wrap your jacket tightly around your chest, you notice that several streetlights are out. It is a short walk, so you will just have to hurry through the dark spots. As you round the first block, feeling winded, you think you hear something shuffling slowly behind you. As abruptly as you stop, so does the sound it could just be rustling leaves but there's no wind taking off again as you pick up the pace you hear the sound again but it is moving faster what do you do next do you run or do you turn around and look perhaps you should just bolt for your house make a decision fast or it could cost you your life. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's creepiest legends and myths. Since the beginning of time, mankind has told cautionary tales, shared explanations for the unexplained, and failed to comprehend what goes bump in the night. But I am here to help you understand the freaky folklore every culture of the world is steeped in. This show is a part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com and be sure to follow us on Spotify or on your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. Yuna, after staying late to help clean up the shop, told her manager that she was headed home. He replied to her with a nod, barely looking up from his books to acknowledge her departure. Yuna quietly exited the building into the dark street. With a sigh, she reached into her pocket for her phone. Dialing the familiar number, she smiled when she heard her daughter's soft voice answer excitedly, Mommy! Hi, honey. Mom will be home shortly. Why don't you go ahead and get ready for bed? With a bit of protest, she managed to hang up the phone. Walking home in the dark had always been unsettling for Yuna, but this night seemed to unnerve her even more than usual. There was a chill in the air, and as she wrapped her sweater more tightly around her, she had a bad feeling creeping into her chest. She tried to shake it off as she continued her walk home, Finally making it to the stairs to the overpass, she breathed out a sigh of relief. It felt good knowing her home would only be a block away after crossing the bridge above the railroad. Reaching the top of the stairs, she came across a memorial picture surrounded by flowers. She squatted down and observed the picture of a young high school girl. Una had heard talk of the girl falling onto the train tracks not even a week before. Poor thing. She was so young. Eunice stood and bowed to the picture to show her respect. Standing up straight again, she turned to take her leave but came to an abrupt halt. A sound could be heard coming from her right side. Too scared to look, she turned and began to speedwalk ahead. But a voice causes her to stop again. Mommy! Her daughter's voice called out. Turning to the voice... Expecting to see her daughter, she makes eye contact with the most horrifying thing she has ever laid her eyes on. What appeared to be a girl was standing on its arms, holding the weight of her body with her elbows, with what looked to be her spinal cord dragging behind her. From the waist down, that was the only thing to be seen. It had long tangled hair hanging in front of its face, and the skin on her arms was thin and pale. She seemed to be holding something in her hand, something that looked eerily like a scythe. It slowly began to rise up, like a spider about to attack its prey. It cocked its head sideways, but the dark night cast a shadow on its face. Only the shining of its eyes could be seen. Yuna's whole body told her that something was incredibly wrong. That she should leave. That she should run far, far from that, that thing. So she did. Making a U-turn, she sprinted in the opposite direction. As she ran, she heard the sound again. But this time, it was anxious and constant. Tears began to roll down Yuna's face. Thoughts like, I'm going to die, ran through her head as if the thoughts and the tears were in a race with each other. The sound got louder and louder. She turned on her street and ran to the second house on the left. She frantically fumbled around in search for her keys but dropped them on the ground. Reaching down, she quickly picked them up. Unfortunately, she found out the hard way That she was not quick enough. She gasped as she felt a hot agonizing pain in her back reaching all the way to her abdomen. As if in slow motion her torso slid to the ground as the bottom half of her body fell against the door. The whole while Yuna was alive to watch her life be split in half, literally. Hearing a bang on the door, The young girl ran with excitement from her room at the thought of her mother being home. She swung the door open with a giggle that turned into a devastated scream as she looked down into the eyes of her dying mother. As she threw herself onto what was left of her mother's bloody torso, all that could be heard in the distance was the strange sound. In the Japanese culture, supernatural folklore creatures are called yokai. Translated into English, we would use these words such as monsters, demons, ghosts, or goblins. Yokai have played a role in Japanese culture for thousands of years, and new stories continue to be told today. As these stories evolve, they also become more terrifying. One of the most popular yokai legends is Teke Teke. There are numerous variations to this story, so I will tell you about the most popular and well-known. I will also discuss the different speculated origins and the modernization of the legend. The first version of the legend that we will talk about is about a beautiful young woman who during World War II worked the fields on her father's farm. One day while working, she was spotted by a traveling soldier who was immediately entranced by her beauty. Later that day, as the young woman walked home, alone, she was stopped by the soldier, who had been hiding behind a tree and waiting for her. He tried to woo her with his charm, but became more aggressive when he realized she had no interest in his advances. When she refused his aggressive behavior, he threw her onto the ground and violated her, taking that most precious thing from her, her virginity. After he was done with her, he left her lying on the side of the road with not even an afterthought. The young woman was so traumatized that she thought she could no longer live. The humiliation and shame was far too much for her to bear. Later that night, she walked to a nearby bridge and jumped off, intending to fall to her death and end her pain, but instead landed on a set of train tracks, where she lay injured and bleeding in broken agony. Tragically enough, this did not kill her. She lay there in writhing pain for hours until a train came and ran her over, cutting her body in half at the waist. Still, she did not die. Shortly after, a railway worker discovered her but was horrified and refused to help even though she was begging and dragging her mutilated body towards him. Horrified, the superstitious man ran away and left her there to die. The young woman died alone, hurt and emotionally destroyed. Obviously, there is more than one reason for her spirit to be vengeful. The next version is about a schoolgirl who was very shy and easily scared. Her demeanor made her the target of bullying and practical jokes, something she suffered on a daily basis. One day, while sitting by the train tracks close to her school, one of her regular pranksters snuck up and put a cicada on her shoulder. Simultaneously, as she noticed the bug, a train came rumbling by and in her panic, she stumbled and fell onto the tracks and was cut in two. Bullied and tortured for her entire short young life, the girl's spirit is angry and looking for payback. The many versions of how Teke Teke came to be an angry spirit is usually followed by a story similar to the next one. There was once a young boy walking home from school when he sees a pretty young girl in a second story window. She waves down to him and he waves back. He is intrigued because the building is an all-boys school. Before he can turn to leave, she leaps from the window, and as her body reaches the ground, he realizes the lower half of her body is missing from her hips down. Astonished, and thinking his eyes must be playing tricks, he stands paralyzed as she starts to crawl towards him. Finally, he gains his senses, and his heart kicks into gear. He turns to run, but only makes it a short way the creature is too fast and grabs him by the ankles tripping him and climbing onto his back the last thing he feels is a quick burning pain in his midsection just above his hips as he turns his head in a fading agony he sees the lower half of his body being dragged away through the bushes back towards the building Some stories claim that the young girl's death was a tragic accident, and a few even claim that the victim was a man instead of a woman. Considering that 71% of suicides in Japan are committed by men, it would be safe to say there may be a male version of this spirit out there somewhere. Some people do believe that there are many teke teke spirits. Japan has one of the highest suicide rates in the world and on average, more than 100 people a day take their own lives. There were actually more suicide-related deaths in October of 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic than deaths related to the illness itself. A place full of such sadness and loss, Japan is a hotbed for ghosts and the supernatural. You may have heard of the Aoki-Gahara Forest, which is notably the most famous location for suicide in Japanese culture, where estimates claim more than 100 people successfully take their own lives a year. If Teke Teke is not scary enough, there should be plenty of vengeful spirits there wanting to reclaim their lives by taking yours. In Tokyo, you can find an infamous suicide train station. Shingawa Station in Tokyo is one of the country's most infamous suicide spots. Between 2011 and 2013, there were 13 deaths at this station. Some may have been accidents, but some were not. This spooky train station would be the perfect spot for the birth of many Teke Teke if it hasn't already been. In every version of this urban legend, Teke-teke death happens in much the same way, being cut in half by a train. She or he always has their lower half missing and is always looking for someone to cut in half. Whether an accident or intentional, death is always gruesome and violent. This is one enraged spirit, judging by the terrors that she dishes out on her victims this angry spirit is said to wander the streets and alleyways near train and subway stations searching for the lower half of her body when she cannot find what she is looking for she directs her hunt to find someone else she can take it from it is believed by some that her victims then also become teke teke the name teke teke comes from the sound she makes while dragging her torso If you hear this sound, do not turn around. She has also been known as knock-knock, again the sound she makes when her elbows hit the ground of the floor or the girl who moves with her elbows. If you see her, she will chase you and cut you in half and steal the half she needs from you. Don't let her absence of legs fool you either. It is said that she can outrun a car moving at speeds of up to 150 kilometers per hour.
1: This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more light-hearted tone. on iOS and Android.
0: In some versions of the story, if you do escape, you will surely die in three days, regardless. It is also said that once you hear this story, within a month you will see her, at her near train tracks, and you will be next. Not only is she fast but she can mimic the voices of loved ones. She may call out to her victims in the voice of a child or parent to lure them into her grasp. She also has been said to carry weapons. Some stories have her carrying a saw, others long claw-like fingernails, and even scissors. But the most popular of these weapons is the scythe. A scythe is a tool used for cutting crops such as wheat with a long curved blade at the end of a long pole attached to which are one of two short handles. A scythe would be the most efficient tool to cut her victims in half with one fatal swing. She may ask you a question.
1: Do you need your legs?
0: You need to say, I need them right now, or she will chop you in half. She may then ask you,
1: Who told you my story?
0: You have to reply, Kashima Reiko. Which leads us to one last version of this story. Kashima Reiko is also a Japanese urban legend about the ghost of a woman from the city of Hokkaido. One dark night, she was attacked by a group of men who violently beat her and abused her and left her for dead. When death was slow to come, she cried out for help, but no one would help her. She used what was left of her strength to pull her body, but crawled onto a railroad track and collapsed. Unconscious, she did not hear the train approaching. It severed her body in two at the waist, killing her automatically. Although the true origin of Teke Teke is unknown, It is common in Japanese culture to use stories like these to help teach their children to respect life and to respect others without bullying or causing harm. These stories are also commonly told to keep young ones off of the dark, dangerous streets at night. I know that I will walk a little faster at night from now on and I may even take the bus. Japanese recognition of ghosts goes back centuries ingrained in ideas of justice and injustice, of fear and unfinished business. If a person's spirit is cared for after death by providing a proper funeral and burial, prayer for the person and visiting their grave, then the spirit is believed to be able to pass peacefully into the next world. From the next world, the dead look out for their still living family members and loved ones, providing help and protection. People who die suddenly, violently abused and alone are another story altogether. Their angry spirits may return to the world seeking a way to regain what they unjustly lost. Even though the first telling of Teke Teke dates back to World War II, it has not faded with time. It can be found all over the internet in stories and videos. It has made appearances in anime and in the movies. Teke Teke even has several Facebook pages. Her profile can be found with a creepy profile picture from her best angle. She may have a short friends list, but you can befriend or follow her if you like. Beware, if you do, she may decide to follow you. One of Teke Teke's appearances in anime is a 20-episode series called Ghost Stories also known as Ghosts at School, It was created in 2000 by animation studios Perot and Aniplex for Fuji Television based on a book series by Toru Sonametsu. The series was also translated and dubbed into English by the anime television network Animax who has broadcast the series unedited and uncensored under the title Ghost Stories. The story is about Satsuki a young girl that moves to the hometown of her deceased mother. On her first day of school, along with her brother and some friends, who are interested in the supernatural, they explore a building across from the school and discover that it is haunted. The kids eventually discover that Satsuki's mother had sealed away many ghosts inside the building that had been haunting the school and the town. With the help of a book left by her mother, the children make it their mission to exorcise the ghosts once and for all. This is where they have a brief encounter with Teke Teke. In this story, Teke Teke is a small, balding male ghost who carries the notorious scythe. He tries to cut his victims while flying through the air. This ghost is not so tough because you can merely avoid your death by ducking down to the ground. In 2009, the Japanese horror film Teke Teke, directed by Koji Shirashi and written by Takeke Akimoto, was released. It is based on the original urban legend where the young girl was violated by a soldier and subsequently committed suicide. In this story, the Teke Teke pursues a young high school girl who encounters her on an overpass while paying respects to her friend That was previously killed by the creature and actually gets away but in this version she may still die in three days because she looked back into the benevolent spirit's eyes she is definitely a fast-moving creature as she chases the girl and her companion down while they are driving and climbs on their car there is a new twist to this story though because this particular teke teke seems to hate the color red it reminds her of the virgin blood that was spilled when she was attacked before her death. If she sees you with the color red, you will be her next target. Like many of the world's freaky folklore creatures, Teke Teke has even made it to the gaming world. Gamejolt at Gamejolt.com has created a 2D downloadable game. Their main topic is unusual magic, but claim you will not find any run-of-the-mill fairy tale magic in their game. It is currently in the demo version which you can find on their website Japanese belief in ghosts goes back for centuries they are based on the ideas such as unfinished business there are also many based on justice and injustice they believe that people who die alone and are violently wronged may return to this world to seek vengeance on anyone who may unsuspectingly cross their paths ultimately hoping regain their life by stealing the life of others upon failure the spirits repeat the process over and over women are the most prominent spirits in many of these stories possibly because in the past women suffered more than most and were the easiest targets of violence because they had fewer rights and were seen as weak for horror movie fans J genre has become very popular around the world often imitated and heavily celebrated. Movies such as The Grudge and The Ring were not only hits, but have grown in sequels. If you have watched and enjoyed these movies, you most definitely need to see their predecessors by watching the original Japanese versions. They have a different edge and are more raw, because they are more culturally correct without the touch of westernization. Why do we want to hear stories like Teke Teke? A story posted by Kathy Bates from Oxford University explains it well. In this world we live in today, the fear and stress of succeeding, accomplishing, and just getting by are a heavy burden. But the fear of things that are unreal is a childlike fear. This fear gives us, if only for a moment, a return to our youth. It gives us a temporary euphoric high that is addictive. That is why we become thrill seekers. From bungee jumping to roller coasters, and getting our hearts racing feels good. In 2014, author Neil Gaiman wrote, Fear is a wonderful thing in small doses. It is good to be a child again, for a little while. And to fear, not governments, not regulations, not infidelities or accountants or distant wars, but ghosts and such things that do not exist, And even if they do can do nothing to hurt us or can they did you know that fear releases dopamine a feel-good chemical in the bodies of some individuals fear responses are also known to produce endorphins which the body produces to naturally relieve stress similar to opioids opioids relieve pain and can produce a feeling of euphoria if people would tell more scary stories Perhaps there would be no opioid crisis. We need teke teke and their kind in our lives, or at least the stories about them. In this series, we will continually try to share experiences people have had with the creatures that we talk about. While there have been no documented reports of teke teke sightings or encounters, it is not proof that there is no teke teke. If anyone was to encounter one, it is highly unlikely they would live to tell about it. With that being said, it is also impossible to fathom a creature of any sort that is missing half of its body, that moves at high rates of speed, or can survive jumping out of a two-story building while wielding a weapon. Of course, the power of the imagination is what fuels fear. If you have a Teke Teke experience, let us know so that we can share it. The most terrifying ghosts and monsters are oftentimes the most unbelievable. It is easier to reason with the ideas of the basic dangers in life over the supernatural. But on the other hand, do these legends and myths not make life a bit more exciting? They definitely give us an excuse to hold someone tighter or snuggle just a little closer. Fast forward 12 years since Yuna's passing it had been that long since nico had opened the door to find her mother's mutilated body on the doorstep she had been five at the time and the pain and trauma had clouded her mind and caused the memory to become less vivid what she does remember are the stories she has heard over the years speculating about what happened to her mother that night stories about a monster or a ghost that still haunts the streets to this day seeking revenge and to steal from others what had been unfairly taken from her. These are the stories that Nico would think about on nights when she had to walk home alone, which she rarely did because it seemed to make her grandmother sick with worry. She had been studying at the library for her exams and lost track of time. Her grandmother would be distraught again, screaming about how it was not safe and being careless in this way was the reason her mother had died and she would end up just like her if she did not become more obedient. Nico did not believe the stories that she assumed were scare tactics used by old people to keep the younger generation in check. Still, she tried to always make it home before dark to give her grandmother peace of mind. It was definitely easier than dealing with her explosive paranoid fears. It was actually later than she had realized There were few people out, and at times Nico felt like the city had been abandoned. The wind was blowing softly and was just cool enough to bring a shiver to her small frame. When she was about halfway home, she noticed that she could hear the sounds of the train coming into the station not far from her grandmother's house. It was a very eerie sound on this cold, quiet night. Nico caught some movement to the left, out of the corner of her eye. She turned out of reflex to see what it was. Before she could even focus her eyes on the object, she heard a growl and a hiss, and something black and furry ran across her path and into the alley. Nico was startled and jumped accordingly, dropping several of her books to the ground. The papers inside slid out and the wind gently caught them and started lifting them out across the sidewalk and into the street she chased them frantically wanting to curse the creature but refraining since cats were supposed to bring good fortune she was just reaching the last paper when she heard a familiar voice softly call her name nico nico froze in her tracks it couldn't be she had not heard that voice since she was very small suddenly The chill from the breeze was replaced with a bone-deep coldness that ran the length of her spine. And again, she heard the voice. The voice of her mother calling her name. But that was not possible. Her mother had been gone for many years. Her mind had to be playing tricks on her. As surely as she doubted what she heard, she still could not resist the urge to look in the direction the voice had came from. Turning, to peer down the alley from whilst the cat had came. She could only see the fog changing constantly in the streetlight. As she was about to look away, her eyes caught something, something dark, moving along the edge of the brick building just beneath the fog. It was slowly coming towards her, but suddenly it stopped, and once again, she heard her mother softly calling her name. Niko Every story that Niko had heard came flooding back drowning her mind in frenzied panic This could not be happening and yet she could not take her eyes away Her feet seemed to be stuck as if they were way too heavy to lift As she stared at the creature the fog started to clear just enough for her to make out the details of the thing she was looking at It was a woman or appeared to be down on her hands Her clothing looked to be tattered and stained. Her skin was white. When the breeze hit her face, it blew her hair to the side. And Nico for a moment could not breathe. She was looking right into her mother's face. A face of the dead. Even with her pale skin and sunken dark eyes, there was no mistaking who she was or who it had been. Regaining the use of her feet with a rush of adrenaline induced by terror, she dropped her books and ran. She dared not look back for fear her mother's fate would become hers. Or was it too late? If you still believe or don't want to stop believing that Teke Teke is out there, then follow some advice. At the end of your work day, on your way out of the office, double check and ensure you have your phone if you find yourself broken down on the side of the road or all alone in a dark subway station and you hear something scuffling behind you don't look just run perhaps you keep your keys in your hand in case you need a weapon or at least they will be ready and you might not drop them while fumbling in your pocket your best bet is do not ever be out alone at night or you might hear. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is a part of the Eerie Cast podcast network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other shows featuring terrifying tales, such as Darkness Prevails podcast, which has nearly 300 episodes showcasing allegedly true scary stories from around the world. If you love the supernatural and mysterious creatures interest you, the Darkness Prevails podcast is the show for you. Tune in next week as freaky folklore explores the modern monster known as Siren Head. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one.